It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. How he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Live podcast where they came to play. Oh, man, it is a lockout here at the Comics Lounge. Four or five hundred disappointed fans have been turned away out the front. Uh, but the lucky ones have made it inside. And a b- big thank you to Gil Mc- yeah, thank you. A big thank you to Gil McLaughlin for uh, being the one to go out and tell the people out the front that they couldn't make it in before he rushes off to the MCG today. Hello, Danny McGinley. Hello, Lemo. Hello, fans. You all look amazing. Thank you for coming to this, our big Anzac Day show. And I've got big breaking news, Lemo. Here we are recording this at 20 past two on Sunday afternoon. The Crows have kicked a point finally. I mean, can the Crows kick a few bloody points? They're playing Hawthorne down in Tassie. The most accurate first half... They kicked 14 zip in the first half. The most accurate first half in the history of the AFL, VFL, and they do it against bloody Hawthorne. Yeah! So... How annoying. Uh, but anyway, that's happening right now. What's the margin, Danny? The margin is 32 points in favour of the Crows. Hey, look, oh, so we're day. hanging on to our high draft picks, yes. Back in the day, you wouldn't have even panicked at this point. You would have just been like, all right, time, Hodgie, Mitchell, just lift a bit, Poppy, score a freaky goal. We'll be right. And we'll be right. And we would have been fine, but uh, I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, so anyway, it's good. So I'm happy to stay at the bottom of the ladder. For the year. And, and how many Hawthorne fans do we have in the crowds? One over there. Are you happy to stay at the bottom of the ladder? Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Great. Good, good, good. Um, and, and it's Anzac Day, of course, today. Uh, and I'm sure everyone has, uh, has reflected on the sacrifices made over the years by our troops. We had our morning walk today down at the MCG, which we often do. Who, who's we? Here? We, myself and my wife and the oh, young okay. fella, my Family son thing. who came up on stage briefly a moment ago. And we bumped into a mate of mine called Damien Tomlinson, who uh, I hosted the Invictus Games with. But he was a commando in the Australian Army. And it was great to be able to introduce him to my son today. But incredible story, Damien Tomlinson was in a vehicle in 2009 in Afghanistan. They drove over an IED, blew the vehicle up. He lost both of his legs, had horrific injuries, and now he has two prosthetic legs. Uh, but is an amazing... And he's done all sorts of things to get himself right since then. And he's then. just been drafted by North Melbourne. Yeah, so yeah. But he is. But he plays golf now, and for the golfers in the room who will appreciate this, you need a bit of given twist in your legs when you play golf. He's got two prosthetic legs and he plays off with a handicap of six. Is that good? Uh, it's bloody good, okay. yes. All right. <laughs> For a bloke with two prosthetic legs. And he's now, he actually has a world ranking uh, in um, uh, golf, in sort of para-golf or however you describe the golf he's playing in, but he has a world ranking and he's a super golfer uh, that these is days. That's exciting. So was it the dawn service sort of thing you were at or was it just a morning no, walk? No, we, we were just going for our morning walk. We'd actually bloody forgotten the footy was at the gym. With, so there was heaps of people out there, but it was great to see all the service people and particularly good to bump into Damo and uh, introduce the... There's a photo on my Insta if people want to see it. I always imagine it would be awkward if you go to the, you go to the dawn service at the, you know, 
know, the Shrine of Remembrance or whatever. You're right near the, uh, the, the botanical gardens. There's surely joggers there. There's surely, you know, people who have forgotten a Tanzac day as well. Dicko. And they, oh, Ben Dixon is here, <laughs> ringing us, saying, I'm at, I'm at the comedy club. <laughs> Come on in, mate. Come on in. There we go. This is live. I always thought no, you would... No, no, yeah. comic slant. on Errol. It's, uh, what number Errol Street are we, Daddy? I'm talking to Digo. 26 Errol Street. Yeah. Started 20 minutes oh, ago. She is a goose. He's at 150 Errol Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, come, come on in, mate. All right, <laughs> see you in a sec. Ben Dixon's on his way. There we go. <laughs> Why don't we bring in our, our, our first... Uh, oh, so the, I've always imagined that there would be an awkward moment where someone, just a jogger, who didn't realise it was Anzac Day, sort of is running around. But I really... I've always hoped that at, one, at that point when everyone's sort of just hearing the do 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 as they run, just one of the old army guys says, What are your legs? Steel springs! Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, he, as he sprints off. Hey, let's get our first guest out let's here. Let's do it. Uh, if you can't, you might need to go and fetch him, Danny, if you can't hear us from the green room uh, back there. Uh, but he's one of the most loved players in the AFL, ladies and gentlemen. doesn't matter. He's one of those guys who sort of transcends his team. It doesn't matter who you're buried for. You love this bloke. Eddie Betts, ladies and gentlemen. Grab a seat there, Eddie. Sorry. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. I was in mid-conversation at the back. Yeah, well, Eddie, Chelsea Roffey's out the back, so were you reminiscing on some of the goals she's called for you back there? No, I was actually talking about goal umpiring because I did a bit this morning with uh, my son's footy. Oh, oh right, oh, okay. And the sideline parents get a bit abusive, so... <laughs> <laughs> how, how, are the, uh, how is the young fella going? Is he showing a bit of Eddie Betts yeah, form? He actually kicked two check sides, like, amazing goals in the pocket. <laughs> And, you know, I could have got a few lessons off him because I, I kicked four points yesterday, so... <laughs> right. He actually told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so if you have a day where a couple of things don't go right, do the kids let you know? Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he said to me last week that... Because footy's changed now, and as a forward, you have to get up to, f to help out the back line. So the mids, if you get up to the middle, the, the mids will go into the back line, and basically footy's played in... In that half, yep. Uh, to help you know, to help us stop scoring, to help the team stop scoring, and he said to me, "Why do you run up and help the mids? Just stay, <laughs> stay in the goal square. If you want the ball kicked, yeah, just stay in the goal square and get the ball." <laughs> so no, because that's where you should oh, be. Said, well, I'm not Dusty Martin. That's Dusty's rule. You know, he doesn't leave the, the forward fifty. You should be. Well, it's changed a bit since. So, what year did you start playing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's um, kind of that's 2004. 2004, 2004. BC. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> In 2004, you would have stayed in the forward line. Yeah, with Fev. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't right. leave the forward pocket. Um, me and Fev, we stayed in that forward fifty and didn't leave. That was like because you had there was a little mosquito fleet of you guys around Fev. That must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, during was, that period. There was, I think, four years later. So I spent four years there as the only small forward. Then Jeff Garlett and Chris Yaron came along four yes. years later. Um, yeah, we're called the the Three Amigos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The little mosquito fleet, and yeah, that was that was great. We really enjoyed that, and. And that was around the time that Chris Judd came to Carlton and there was a lot of optimism that, this, that, that finally that cycle of, of rebuild would finally be broken for the Blues. It's still going, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's that? That's, another, that's 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> I mean, you, you were also telling us back. So, so to, yesterday, Lions uh, got the better of you, sadly. You kicked uh, four, four points. But then you were supposed to go to a function uh, after the, the match, and, and yeah. your day got even worse. Yeah, it did. Uh, well, I wouldn't say worse. It's kind of worked out. Yeah, well, it, it was worse, I would say. Um, <laughs> we organised a function, the whole footy club, and um, 
Yeah, it was all built up. The whole admin staff, um, players, players' partners, the staff partners, and, and kids as well. And I got home, looking forward to going and having enjoying a beer after hard loss. And me and my wife was going, and we got a a thirteen week old. And I got home, and my wife was. And I thought she was. <laughs> she was the driver. So. <laughs> so I had to drive. <laughs> What's worse, he had to drive. He also had to breastfeed. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a tough night. Hey, let's get our Dicko's arrived. Come on up, Dicko. There he is. Hawthorne bloody superstar right here. Uh, We're actually watching Hawthorne and Adelaide at the moment. They're not going too well. Can you believe that first half? The most accurate first half in history. In in a row, and they just kicked 15-1. And I just, at the back, actually looking at the stats... And it's 15-1, and I wanted to know who kicked the one point because I wanted to abuse them for it. It was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was Lucky Murphy that kicked the one point. So get, get on the socials. Have you ever kicked the winner after the siren? Uh, no, I haven't. But I have kicked the goal after the siren, but it was, we already won the game. You'd already won. Were you, Dicko, what year was that when you kicked that winner against Carlton? Was Eddie playing? Uh, Were you playing when Dicko kicked that winner after the nah, siren? I don't think I was. What year was that? Not unless you're 40. How old are you? <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. Well, Eddie started. Chelsea knows the answer. You, you. Yeah, wasn't that it, like earlier? Hang on, come, come on, Let's go. Chelsea Ruffey. Come on out. Here we go. She's, she's going to umpire and tell us the exact facts. <laughs> I think it was earlier. I think it was like 01 or something. 01 it was. was. Yeah. 2001, had long hair, few tips, earring, thought I was cool. Yeah. That wasn't really. <laughs> How many times have you watched that back, Dico? Oh, it's about 1,800, mate. Um, <laughs> I think uh, on you know, YouTube they count how many uh, views it's had. Yeah. Probably 10,000 of them would be mum. <laughs> So, yeah, probably 12,000 in total there, Lima. Yeah, right, very nice. Chelsea, have you ever called a goal after the... a winning goal after the siren? Yes, Jimmy Bartell. It was uh, Hawthorne Geelong. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was a point. It was a winning point. Golden point. So sorry. It was bloody... I love when Rambo sabotages himself. It was round 17, 2009. Jeez. Bruce McAvoy, thank you very much. For some reason, I remember that. But he's, yeah, that he's was told it to his therapist several times <laughs> <laughs> on a couch. Yeah, to to a therapist. Yeah, that was a that was a bloody point. Yeah. Gee, Geelong inflicted some pain on us over the years, but hey, good we, games. We won the ones that mattered, though, didn't we, Dicko? That's right. That's right. The silverware <laughs> speaks for itself. What are we up to? Thirteen. 13, 13 cups, so we got 13 cups. I think cups? we've got 13. Yeah, 13, yeah. not to rub yeah. it in. So we, we're going all right. And 14 looks a long way off after the first half <laughs> against Adelaide. Thank you so much for just giving us a taste of the arrogance of Hawthorne fans. <laughs> so I was about to f- start feeling sorry for him this year, but now I just, yeah, smash them, Crows, do it. So now, Friday night, uh, Footscray, yes. or the Western Footscray. Footscray. <laughs> no, 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 don't use our slave name, Footscray, thank you. <laughs> Footscray beat GWS in Canberra, yes. uh, which is the, uh, we are the fortress for the GWS. <laughs> so you're six zip now. We are. Are you daring to dream? Don't even begin, Lamo. This, yeah. this is your year. Well, you, I've learnt from you, Lemo, that you've got to just be as arrogant as possible when yeah. you're up and about because it won't last. 
Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I've already I've booked my, my grand final tickets, so I'm going to camp out. Uh, it's probably not even necessary, but I just want to have the whole experience right. of it. So they're saying uh, Dusty's ruled out next week too with concussion. Yeah. Is he? The Bulldogs, yeah. Right. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when people get injured? Oh, it's so well, no, we, we had our injuries as well. So uh, uh, Josh Dunkley dislocated his shoulder, mm. went off, and we went, OK, he's done, he's done for the night. Because we we, the game was won by then. We were like three or four goals up. We thought all good. He came back on. We go, oh, Brett Dunkley, this is an inspiration. The shoulder popped out again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> might have surgery, might be out for the season. Yay. <laughs> right. The one thing you don't do when you've just had your shoulder put back in, try and spoil the ball again. <laughs> right. What's he do? Tries to spoil the ball. <laughs> and, it comes, Literally. and it comes straight out again. Yeah. Did you, how do you go playing with injuries over the years, Dicko? Um, I was pretty good with injuries. I, um, I think I had 14 operations throughout my career. 14. 14, yeah. How many in one... Did you have one particular operation a number of times? Yeah, they... I had my knee done eight times. <laughs> How is it now? Do you, when you get out, if you see me walk, watch this. <laughs> no, seriously, I'll put this on. Here we go. All right. No, okay. 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 The fashion show. It's the left peg as I walk. It's straight, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Real just straight. real straight. So, all oh, right, it pops. Oh, okay, like left you've got a weird little angle on that. Like in so, it's hard to tell because you're wearing tight black jeans. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it barrels in. So, I had that. Um, it was against Melbourne. I tore my posterior cruciate and I missed one week, which was the worst thing possible. So, I had ended up having eight operations, but I actually like going under anaesthetic. So, I probably should have only had four. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that feeling of just going out. That is a great feeling, mate. <laughs> it's, a, it's the greatest yeah. feeling in the world. That's why I count to 20. Yeah. No, I can't. It didn't last. And. <laughs> I, um, one year I had my knee done and my right shoulder at the same time in the same operation. Right. So sling and crutch and trying to get out of hospital. But no, that one got really bad because I used to drain it myself legally. No lawyers in here. <laughs> legally in the AFL, you're only allowed to get your knee drained once a week. And right. I won't tell the crazy Nick doctor out of The Simpsons said... Hey, crazy Nick, this is how you do it. <laughs> so I ended up draining it twice how, by myself how, at so home. What, what, how do you drain it at home by yourself? Yeah, I'm so picturing what, you in the bath with like a knitting needle and just... <laughs> have you seen American Gangster when they just... That and then just fall out? No, no, I won't go near that. Um, no, so I had a baker cyst at the back and there was 70 mil that had to fill up and I couldn't bend my knee. And 70 mil fills a tennis ball with fluid. So I'd get in... Um, and what you do is you obviously... Um, <laughs> Don't do this at home. Dead, dead, <laughs> I was just going to say, everyone right for a you, drink. You, you dead all the spot and then put the syringe just into, obviously, the surface of the skin and as soon as you hear the pop, that means you're into the Baker cyst and then you literally just drain it and, yeah. you, and then you dead all it on the way out and then put a needle on it, I mean, um, Band-Aid on it. So I was doing it twice a week for nearly two years. What's yeah. the danger of doing it yourself? Infection? Um, yeah, infection. Yeah, end up with a rooted knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking, walking like um, Kaiser Soze off uh, Usual Suspects. Oh, yes! <laughs> Just, uh, here comes Dicko, yeah. <laughs> Um, Have you listened to this show before? Because you were nailing the obscure cinema references. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, that's why I had so many operations. Oh, yeah. So, you, Eddie, you, you would have played with injury over the years? Yeah, I've, oh, I have had my finger reconstructed. I had my knee, uh, patella done, and I had my ankle reconstructed for a goal that I didn't kick. I celebrated with Kate Simpson against Port Adelaide. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, he kicked the goal. We actually came back and won that game. Um, 
And I, was, I had the handball over the top and he didn't hand pass it and he kicked it and I went back to celebrate with him when I jumped and landed on it oh. and just kept running towards the bench. <laughs> next, week, <laughs> next week I had surgery oh. on the ankle. How long were you out for? Uh, I was out for the rest of it because that was the season. I think Fev was going to kick 100 goals. Oh, I like that was, uh, that was against yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah. I was Hawthorne. in the coach's box that day. And they flooded back and then let him pick the goal. Yeah. I was there that day. I ran on, when Buddy kicked his 100th, because remember Andrew Dimitri said $5,000 fine if you run on the ground. And we, I was there with Mick Malloy and Husey, and we were like, as if he's going to charge everyone five grand. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and you three could afford it. So. And, well, we saw about 1,000 people jump the fence and we're like, we're in. <laughs> so we jumped the fence. We didn't get to Buddy, but I can still remember clear as day we were coming back to the bench and Stewie Jew was on the bench and he's just standing there. He's looking at the three of us come back and he just shakes his head and goes, you losers. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to go out there. I was on the bench for that one, actually. And um, yeah. we were basically told beforehand, just grab your stuff and just move out of the way. Like, it was just always <laughs> going to happen, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. You can't not run on the ground. Oh, when it someone, was the best. It was the best. 100 goals or... Have you ever done it? running... Uh, running Run on, on the ground. No. As a kid, so 1994 Hawthorne playing at Waverley Park, and I wasn't drafted yet, I was at school, and Jason Dunstall kicked his 100th. Yeah. And I ran on the ground because uh, Shane Crawford's brother and I were at school together and we went down for the game. And I ran out and slapped Dunstall on the back and then piss bowled it because he's 120 kilos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hit him quite hard. And then uh, three months later, I got drafted. And, and, you, and you're and, playing with him. Yeah, and then Peter Knights got up and said, here's our draftees, and I'd worded Knightsy up and said, oh, I whacked Bungo on the back before I um, got drafted. So he played the vision and said, here's one of our draftees. Look at him, and I'm running on. And, I'm this one, I go, <laughs> and then I just piss-bowled out the back, <laughs> bugging with the club. Yeah. One of the best ones I've ever heard is a mate of mine it was living in Sydney and Plugger was due to break the goal-kicking record right, up in Sydney. And he wanted to run on the ground, and of course they said, you know, people aren't allowed to run on the ground. So what he did, this is just so much trouble for this, but he went back to the SCG a few times and worked out exactly the outfit the security guards wore and went and bought the exact outfit. <laughs> so he had a security guard outfit on, he put it, had a big, like, a trench coat over the top, and as soon as Plugger was lining up, he took the trench coat off, and when the ball was in the air and everyone was watching the ball, he just ran onto the ground and just crowded around Plugger with other actual security guards. <laughs> <laughs> so he could be next to Plugger. <laughs> and, he's, and he's pushing people away. Get off! Get off. <laughs> so he's actually helping. He's the opposite of a serial <laughs> pest. Uh, yeah. He's like a serial helper. Uh, brilliant. So, uh, yeah, so that's one way to get out on the ground. Not that we recommend uh, <laughs> run, running out onto the ground. Um, now, Bulldogs and GWS have yes. developed a bit of a rivalry over the years. Yeah, there was some punching early on. This will surprise you. That, that young lad, Toby Green, he's so nice, but he clearly got a bit <laughs> emotional and started punching Bont and Pelly. It's unprecedented. Yeah. They're, yeah, I know, it's, it's, it's very strange. No, they're, they're but only really Toby Green threw a few punches and clearly mm. the dogs were ready for a fight because uh, uh, um, I believe it was Aaron Norton just decided to get involved uh, saying, look, we've, we're ready for the injury, so that's why he kneed Tim English in the face mm. in the last quarter. Oh, wow. Did you guys see that? It was, it was friendly fire and everything and we were so convinced that uh, English's jaw would be, you know, gone for the rest of the year. Uh, but on the Insta <laughs> just scouring Instagram the next day, he 
uh, Norton bought him breakfast to apologise, and I was just looking at English's plate going, yeah, there's toast there. That's clear. <laughs> <laughs> if he was having porridge, I'd be uh, Or smoothie. <laughs> porridge and a straw. Did you knee someone in the face yesterday? Accidentally. Yeah, I think Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal, yeah. Lockie Neal, and, he, and this could actually... People are going to watch his vision a lot this week because there's talk about him potentially getting suspended because when he gets up... To get the umpire's attention, he pushes the umpire to oh. say, I've got blood. That's right. He sort of and grabs his And he touches arm. the umpire. So they were saying, well, technically, that's a game because he touches the umpire. So Chelsea, what's your... Yeah, Chelsea, how, What's your official umpiring view on this? <laughs> Chelsea, have you been touched? <laughs> uh, many times. Um, no, I think incidental stuff like that... OK, I know incidental, no, not allowed. <laughs> I can't. Surely not. He'll be I've, fine. It'd be a disgrace, in my you, opinion, if he got be, rubbed out. Oh, I've, I've got you. All right. <laughs> reporting that. Seriously, though. Right? So someone pushed you and... Oh, no. Well, to be honest with you, I actually touched the players. I've, I've got to be careful my words here. Um, but <laughs> in the goal area, because let's say oh, you've to got... Get them... to, I'm here. I basically let, I'll them, let them know, them know you're there. Because yeah. if they're backing into you, stuff like that. So I think there's a certain level that... Yeah, as, as common goal, sense. As common a goal sense. umpire, can you give away a free <laughs> kick? Say, you know, the new rule now, we've got to start in a square and yeah. I always try to do it tricky when I'm playing in the goal square. I try to get you three. actually are a bit of a trickster. In I the try goal to get square. three back in the goal square and the defenders get lost. They don't know if they can come back in or not. Yeah. And then I try to get run the run. I know because you have you, you, you do the two, way. then you do a little swap. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> our job. Uh, we, we wear a whistle now, so the goalies actually wear a whistle um, for have every bounce. Yes. Have you have you got to do it? No. And I try to manage it as much as possible so that I'm not that person. Oh, um, but a lot of the, they have to be starting in the square. And you can't break it. Um, so our job is to is to whistle that up if we see it. Wow. So wow. If, so just sorry, just explain that again. You're whistling. So what? whistle. So we need two. Uh, sorry, we need a one of each. A, a forward and a defender. A forward and a so one from each team has uh, to start in the goal square. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if they, a bit of a dosey dose. A bit of a dosey dose. So what I do if, if Harry Mackay is starting in the goal square and I come in a goal square with him and my opponent starts up there, I will say Harry, just run out. And that means Harry's stuck on my man out there and his yeah. man can't leave the goal square. But and follow him because he yeah. has to and stay. Then you get the, the and if yeah. he leaves, then... Yeah, and then Harry gets the mismatch and if he leaves, I get the free yeah. kick. But they're doing this... They're doing this... Good. You're right. Yeah. Hey, don't worry, you'll see That's this on Fox footy on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the... the um, That's the sound of the umpire's allowed to bounce now because broadcaster's ready and they're literally going to bounce it. And here's old... Uh, Eddie doing his dosey day. <laughs> Hang on, you get a tone in your ear, do you? We do, yeah, yeah. And it, goes, it sounds do, like... Do, the, do, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and so like that f- means... Um, that's like getting the flash. It used to be a light would flash. Yeah. Um, so the umpire would also have to look like look down at um, the cameras or wherever the broadcast stuff happens, you know, yeah. all that, Dico. Up top. And uh, see the light flash. Now it's, a, it's an audio, audio sound. Is there any other tones that you get that mean different things? Or is it just that? No, but I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. warn you of other... Do, do, do. Eddie's doing dodgy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever listen to a podcast during the game? Just or, get a bit or, the, or the arc. The arc's in your ear, isn't it? Do you, do you hear the arc? Yeah. They go, oh, you dickhead, how'd you miss that? <laughs> <laughs> They're really supportive, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, now we've sort of spoken about injuries with the boys. You've been flattened, though, before, Chelsea, haven't you? Yes, mainly soft tissue, so right. I haven't had any sort of major bone breaks or anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, no, Touch probably wood. the most recent one. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. I can't raise it, but... <laughs> My God, next week. Anyway, uh, most recently, Oscar McDonald. I took right. him on. He wasn't watching the ball. <laughs> he wasn't watching the ball. 
And did this you, was a, a few years ago. To, right. Dan, did you hit the deck? Was it that would yes, hurt, that would yes, hurt I, did. I imagine? Yes. At the time, no. It was actually just the adrenaline. I don't, guys, I don't know if you find this, but the adrenaline <laughs> at the time. <laughs> um, at the time, it didn't hurt, but two days later, it hurt. Yeah. But it was no, fine. Takes a, ever, you two nothing ever, compared to what you guys have. You two ever flattened a goal umpire? No. No, I just got abused by umpires. <laughs> when they, before what? mics, before they had mics. You know, where they brought the they mics back you, in. They really. Darren Goldspink used to call me uh, F and C. And, uh, Goldspink. The whole lot, honestly, behind the, the field plane. umpire or gold umpire? No, field umpire. Oh, Ray Ray? Did Ray Ray get you? No, we, we needed Ray to stand on a crate. No, he, <laughs> he, he wasn't around. Uh, Scotty McLaren, he was semi... Oh, this is funny. I got reported four times in my career. Scott McLaren every time. Yes. Oh. And, and, you know, the fun, he's a Hawthorne fan. I know. And, but just, An umpire is a Hawthorne fan. <laughs> it, I never oh. would have expected yeah, Here he goes. But we never... Oh, golly. But I don't know what it was with him, but we never liked each other. Like, and he would give it to me, I'd give it to him, and he reported me four times. And we moved house two years ago. And the chemist on the corner, Scott... McLaren. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't see the sign, Lima, so I just waltzed in, and this is, I swear in my life, he goes, <sighs> Dicko. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Scotty, just hand the script over. <laughs> that was the exchange of that. You handed back some placebos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your knee's crook. He yeah. could have actually fixed that. Yeah, yeah. You need a new chemist, mate. <laughs> I wonder why I keep falling asleep with me anti-inflammatory. <laughs> The universe. Yes, indeed. Um, th- now, with the so this Bulldogs GWS rivalry is sort of kicking off in the last few years. Yeah. Does it make any difference to you as a player, Eddie? When they, they talk about the Carlton Collingwood rivalry, do you ever feel that as a player, or just not really? It's just uh, another game. No, to you do. Uh, you know, early days when you're playing Carlton Collingwood, Carlton Essendon, Carlton Richmond. Um, yeah. You know, even when the Hawthorne Essendon, the big fights that they have there, Richie Vandenberg, and uh, then I went to Adelaide. And then it got real fierce because the showdowns were, were pretty crazy. Yeah. The Adelaide v Port Adelaide. And because of Adelaide Oval, it's 55,000 max. And it sounds like there's 100 there. And uh, if it's Port supporters, it's, it's pretty hectic. <laughs> they, they get right into it and, it, and yeah. the fans get right into it. Then the players get into it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a massive rivalry. Can I ask this? Um, who, who, how do you, where do you cop more abuse, being a Crows player in front of the Port cheer squad or being a Carlton player in front of the Collingwood cheer squad? Mm. Uh, I would say crows in really? front of what Lift your game, Collingwood. <laughs> I, 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 it's embarrassing. I, I sat with the Collingwood Cheer Squad once and they were lovely. They really were. Anyway, I lost a radio bet and I had to sit with... There was a Hawthorne-Collingwood game and I had to sit in the cheer squad with Joffa in a Hawthorne-Guernsey in a Collingwood Cheer Squad. And they were just very nice. And do you know Joffa doesn't let them... It's, they say swearing isn't allowed. Chelsea, you might have heard something a bit different <laughs> from where you are. <laughs> But they, but Joffa's really, and no one's allowed to drink in the Collingwood Cheer Squad either. Yeah, that's same. I know. So the there's no the no drinking in the Cheer Squad, and there was one bloke who was on the fence. All every like every single umpiring decision, he'd be like, "You blind ass! Oh, you dog! That was no!" He'd be just yelling at the umpire. And about halfway through the last quarter, he just turned to me and he goes, "Sorry, Lee, mate. It's just a thing that I do." It can be in the back pocket at the other end. He's like, bullshit! <laughs> so do you remember when Jake King uh, retired from Richmond and then he went, was, went sort of, was, did his lap of honour or, or something. For some reason he was at a Richmond game. And he went into the cheer squad and he sculled a mid-strength and they all went nuts. He got fined for that. 
Because you're not allowed to drink in the cheer squad. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Of all the things Jake King but has he's done. But he's not a member of the cheer squad, isn't it? So he's, he's not a member of the cheer squad. He's not a member of the cheer squad, so... But he said he still got fined. Really? Yeah. He, because he was in, oh, yeah. in that section. Yeah, in that he was section. in that section. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone seen the vision of Dane Swan today? Yeah, where well, he had a drink. Rolled over and had a... He's playing suburban yeah. footy. <laughs> And came off, right, ran off the ground. The guy handed him a beer. He had a skull of the beer and then ran back onto the ground. <laughs> Was it like Popeye? Did he suddenly Performance enhancing for Swanee. Digo, did you play in the uh, line in the sand game? Certainly did. Did you swing a few? Oh, I went nuts. He was underneath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was pulling blokes off and trying <laughs> to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because. Richie Vandenberg um, obviously copped the major whack in that, but half time, just before half time, Robbie Campbell got dumped, like smashed by um, Mark Johnson. And Peter Schwab, like Dermot always beats his chest and goes, I fought, well, on the sand, I called it. Uh, Schwabby actually called it. Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so he, he said, I'm, don't care what happens next, like just go nuts. And then Dermot was in the rooms as well, but after that, when the fight broke out, I was with Dean Solomon, who was one of the tough, um, <laughs> yeah. tough men of uh, S and But we're actually good mates. We travelled together, and so I looked at Solly, and he looked at me. and He said, "What do you want to do?" I said, "How about I go grab Sean Wellman?" He goes, yeah. he goes "Good call." Because <laughs> I wasn't going Solly, <laughs> so he took off that way. I took off that way, and you could see me try to grab Sean Wellman. <laughs> but. Vandenberg went nuts and he got six weeks. He actually was renovating his house at the time, so it was perfect timing. <laughs> so he had six weeks off. And this is true. Campbell Brown hated Jason Winderlich, like, with a passion, like, hatred you've never seen. And Brownie, if you watch the visions, fishing through looking for Winderlich. <laughs> and he's getting carried off by Bruce Reed, the doctor, and he's, like, he's rattled. So Brownie runs over... <laughs> Goes in front and goes bang and breaks his nose. Like literally in this claret. And so he got reported. They didn't have it on um, uh, film. But Bruce Reed, long story, used to play tennis with Mel Brown every Tuesday night. And they'd drink a couple of bottles of red wine. So they got into the tribunal and Bruce Reed goes, I can't, I actually was looking the opposite way. I didn't see any comment. <laughs> You know the code works when the club doctors line. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Hippocratic theory. Oath, first do no harm, but if you play tennis with the bloke's dad, just look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> look the other way. Who's, Ed, who's the toughest you've ever played with at Carlton or the Crows? Oh, the toughest. I was going to say the craziest I played against. Oh, who was, oh yeah. With Campbell Brown. Yeah, the first yeah. game we played at Eddie had, he, looked, he <laughs> rocked up and he looked at me and said, Eddie, put your head over the ball, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> shit, I'm not putting my head over the ball. <laughs> that would get in your kitchen, wouldn't it? <laughs> just, oh, yeah. just it was crazy, Campbell Brown. But uh, the toughest, um, well, that Carlton, we had, uh, I don't know, it was pretty tough. I went to the Crows. Rory Sloan was actually really tough. Um, it would go hard out. Pretty, Dangerfield was pretty tough. But, yeah, at Carlton, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I would say Rory would be one of them. He's, uh, he is a hard unit, isn't he, Rory? What about you, Dicko, in your time at the Hawks? Toughest player. Toughest player you ever played with. Oh, with? Probably Anthony Condon. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so not many know who Condo was, but he was, he'd rather a fight than a feed. Like, he'd just <laughs> go out of his way to punch someone. Yeah. Um, but the one, I, the one I get, play against, like, this is always a question you get, who's the toughest player you ever played against? And uh, my first game against North Melbourne, like, everyone goes... 
Archer's just crazy, he's going to smash you and all this. And Raiden Tallis, two years before, he made his debut and he walked down to the goal square as he's meeting Glen Archer and Glen Archer went... <laughs> and went, spat in his face and then, and then punched him right in the nose. This is before the game before started. Before the game started. Raiden went down, Raiden went down like this, 18-year-old kid came up and Archer went, what are you going to do, little boy? And, <laughs> and Raiden goes, nothing. Turned away like that. And that happened in my first game. So against North, they go, oh, you've got to go to the goal square. Who's waiting for me? <laughs> so I walked out and I went, please don't spit in my face. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And, I, and anyway, I stood next to him and he was belting the shit out of me all day. But at the end of the game, shook hands. And then I played on him every game since and never belted me once. Like, just played the so ball. It was just hazing. He was trying to, oh, yeah, called his bluff. Don't spit on my face. Yeah. Poor old Raiden Tallis. Dermy stood on his head too once. Raiden Tallis, yeah. 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 Funny, funny Chelsea, story. What, when, you, what, when you have your first game, what do the other umpires do to the new goal umpires? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow, that's, yeah, nothing on uh, our initiation. You call that, hit the post and I will smash you. <laughs> well, I, um, my first game was against North Melbourne as well and Dennis Pagan was that coach and I looked up on the board and it's Eddie Betts, Glen Archer, and I went, he just got named Shimbone not the centre. Like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> and then he asked me a question. I was like, I didn't even answer him. I was just like, just mum. So, sorry, what, what was that, Dennis? And then ended up answering. And I went out and lucky enough, I was on Troy Makepeace. who was same height as me. I wasn't on Glen, Glen Archer. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't have a run in with Glen Archer that day. No, I tried to run away. <laughs> right. How did you How did you go in your first game? Did you kick a couple? Yeah, I kicked three. Three goals. What was your first goal, Eddie? Was it was it like you know, it was, it was, was, was it a, a, a bet in the classic. pocket? It was a snap in the pocket. Yeah. Lance oh. Whitnell actually tapped it down to me in, in the pocket. A funny story too. I, one of the young kids that played at the moment, I said, "Yeah, we're talking about Lance Whitnell," and he goes, "Who's Lance Whitnell?" <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. People forget you quickly, don't oh, they? That like you met in prison. Come on. <laughs> That's, that was probably how old I am, but. Uh, yeah, so he tapped it down in the pocket. I picked it up and snapped it in and uh, went through. They go, what's your, what's your best ever goal, in, uh, in your opinion? I, I would say against, uh, um, against I was with the Adelaide Crows against, um, who was it, GWS. Yeah, and, this uh, is the, the one that won goal oh, of the and, year. And I kept it in. Where you? Kept oh, it in, kept yeah. Kept it in, ran around, went back and, and snapped it. From the left? This. From the left. Because I've had... Yeah, it's on the left pocket. Yeah, yeah. Was that this around. one? Yeah. You did that. Sorry, I remember the celebration. <laughs> is that your pocket? Because sometimes they say the other one's your pocket, but I would have thought the one you got goal in the year on was Eddie's pocket. Yeah, well, they say that... They said the one on the other side that was... They called that Eddie's pocket, but I won two goal, three goal of the years on this yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won three goal of the years on that pocket on the left-hand that, side. That's the bet's pocket. Ah, um, oh, the Eddie bo- but Eddie's pocket. Yeah, so that, pocket. I would say that would be the best goal, because obviously because it was um, Sir Doug Nichols round, Indigenous round, my dad's sister designed a jersey that we wore for the game as well. Right, yeah. We ended up kicking that goal and winning goal of the year in the jersey that my dad's sister um, designed. So, yeah, it was... So the, the stars were aligned for you that day. Chelsea, what's the best one you've ever... Called yourself best goal. Oh, goodness. Uh, should have been prepared for this question. Mm. Well, actually, topical. Uh, I had Dustin Martin's first ever goal in the oh. AFL, oh, which oh. I learnt because he's 250 this, this round just gone. Uh, and, yeah, realised that recently. So that's, like, a good one, but yeah, uh, best ever goal. I have been on a, the end of a couple from Eddie. None of them have made, like, best ever Eddie Betts goals. And so I know this sounds, sorry, I'm like worshipping you at the moment. But um, no, just some amazing, like I don't know how you keep it in. And then you, you get these, I don't know, you just, 
Yeah, it's, it, it backward banana. Mm. Like you just somehow keep them just inside the pocket. So you're probably one of my favourites in terms of the you know goals that I've been on the end of. It's good. Things. It's good that when you see so you did this. I know as a Hawthorne fan, Cyril used to do this as well. As soon as you get near the ball, as soon as Cyril got near the ball, you just heard. The people would start to get out of their seats and get excited. Do you get? Do you feel that when you? Yeah. Or even watching Cyril, you sit down home, you're like, he's on because <laughs> <laughs> something's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And I'll actually just watch his highlights just before because um, I think Channel Seven put him back on on Instagram and. Yeah, it's sad that he had to uh, retire early because he was still playing. Someone said to me once, yeah, but he doesn't get a lot of the ball. I said, yeah, but Cyril possessions are like dog ears to human ears. <laughs> One Cyril possession's worth seven normal person's <laughs> possessions. Yeah, but you've got to understand, four pocket, four pocket's probably one of the hardest positions to play on the ground. You're not racking up the 20, the 21 yeah, disposals. Yeah, yeah. You're getting 15, 10 to 15 disposals. And, you, and obviously, you know, the most important thing is you're putting pressure on, you're tackling, you're keeping yeah. the ball in that forward half and you're kicking goals. He's, um, his first year at the Hawks, so I retired in 07, he arrived in 08 and played every game and uh, won, the, won the premiership. But when he first got there, we were standing in the middle of the ground and first training session, he's just turning blokes inside out. We're all laughing and we said, someone go to his car and rip Box Hill out of his Melways. Remember we used to go there? <laughs> So rip it out, he's not playing two his footy. And then the ongoing joke throughout the year when we're sitting in the coach's box is if Cyril's one-on-one, we got bored. Two-on-one, two on you know, we got entertained. But when it was three-on-one, Cyril, we all sort of went, here we go! <laughs> and he just, unbelievable. One-on-three and somehow extract the ball and do something with it. Like, that was the ongoing joke. You know? Well, he did it most famously in the grand final. It was one-on-three on with, with Max Strong. Rook and... Yeah. I can't remember who the other two were, but he turned them all inside oh, out. I'll Incredible. tell you what, if you're watching footy now and you're watching Melbourne, if, if you look a bit of Cozzy, you can see a bit of Cyril about him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. He's got that spring, that speed, that goal sense, that and hardness he, about yeah. him. And he hits like choppy picket like too. He hits like choppy picket too, yeah. Um, he, why, here's a question for our three guests. Why Melbourne so good all of a sudden? What happened? Do you want me to answer? Yeah, Dicko, please. Because I'm a... Not a fan of Melbourne. Oh, really? Oh, Here no, we go. Okay. We got a D's fan up the front, so. Uh, and it... <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, when they made the prelim and all that, I was the only Fox member, not to pump my own tyres, I was the only Fox member to tip them down the bottom of the ladder next year because I thought their defence was horrendous and they finished out. Don't, I mean, get excited because you're probably not going to snow this year, but <laughs> <laughs> the beauty about Melbourne is it's like your mate who's. You just can't trust, okay? So <laughs> we're going for dinner at Limo's joint, be there at eight. Yeah, I'll be there, I'm there. Like, no dramas, never turns up. So <laughs> Melbourne is that mate. So Melbourne at the moment is turning up on time to dinner. But sooner or later, they're not going to turn up. <laughs> and they're going to let you down again. They're untrustworthy, all right? Melbourne are just untrustworthy. So I thought yesterday um, was a big step forward to, um, you know, another bottle yeah. of shade. Did anyone actually... cheese platter yeah. there, Limo, in, in the... Uh, did another... anyone tip against Richmond? <laughs> yeah. We were all... Oh, you did? Yeah. One guy the front. I'm not allowed to say I did, but I thought they might have a chance. But did, so did you tip the D's or...? Well, I'm not allowed to, but... Oh, you're yeah, not allowed to tip. But let's say yes for the sake of argument. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in saying that, like, if you're, if you're in a winning culture, um, that's where that confidence is built and, yeah. you know, they, could, they can continue on because they've got the confidence now. They've won six in a trot. There's a bit of swagger, a bit of arrogance mm. about it, so... Yeah, I'm worried. And in the rain last night, you know, a bit of rain mm. and... Yeah, I'm worried because, you know, they're, they're six and zip, so I'm a bulldog, so it could be that, you know, that we might meet... 
in the grand final. And uh, when a team hasn't been in a grand final for a long time, Melbourne gets behind them. You know, happened with the Dogs, happened with the Tigers. And with that, all the, you know, I don't want to be the, the bad guy in grand final week. You want all these people going, oh, yeah, I just really want the Ds to do it. Dogs already had one. It's that, and it would be a replay of the 1954 grand final. And it's, it's an old saying, revenge is a dish best served 67 years later. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be weird if it was a Bulldogs Melbourne grand final. Melbourne would be like... The underdogs? The romance story. The, the, they would be the romance story. <laughs> like all these, you know, charcuterie boards out all over the place. And <laughs> just people, yeah, but the... Uh, it would, but anyway, I would like to see that. I wanted last year the grand final to be Melbourne and St Kilda in Brisbane where no one could go. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, it didn't, awesome. sadly, it didn't happen. Hey, should we go through the games? Because we got, uh, we got to wrap up uh, in about okay. 10, 15. Um, I don't know how much of the matches uh, Eddie and Chelsea you've watched Dicko of course as a professional broadcaster has watched them all Cats v Eagles bit of a massive surprise that the Cats uh, touched them up now Cats are a bit of flat track bullies I reckon they they play a lot better down Cadinia West Coast are absolute flat track bullies I think this game should from now on just to make because Eagles are always going to win in Perth when they play the Cats Cats are always going to win in Cadinia these matches from now on should always be played at Adelaide Oval Right, that's a great call. <laughs> great a call. Neutral territory, yeah. and, and considering it's the home of cricket as well, flat track bullies. That works. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that fits beautifully. <laughs> it's uh, that is an absolute pants, and it's nearly hundred points. Yeah. They've knocked them off by there. Yeah. So what is? I thought West Coast were good. No Kennedy, no West Coast. No, no, Kennedy. Danger didn't play as well. So Danger didn't uh, play. Jesse kicked three. <clears throat> And uh, Jeremy Cameron debut for uh, Geelong. Mitch Duncan, four goals, 24 disposals. So I just hate Geelong being good. It just makes me... (laughs) Yeah, it makes me feel ill. There's nothing happy about that. Is there? there Did you see the way, though, that um, uh, Cameron Hawkins and Gary Rowan set up? It was generally like they were socially distancing again. They were just keeping it all spread out, which makes sense because Perth has had an outbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well played. Cool little triangle thing they have going on. Their their supporters are pretty brutal down there as well, down at Geelong. They're feral, are they? I've got got abuse from their supporters. (laughs) Who are are your worst ones? Uh, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide's are the worst, but then obviously Collingwood and then, um, yeah, yeah, just rem- reminded me when I went down there. I'm with you. Who are the yeah. Port Adelaide? Are the Collingwood get a bad rap? They yeah. get a bad rap. Their supporters are fine. Port Adelaide supporters yeah. are the pits. Yeah, <laughs> I actually agree. Port Adelaide. I will say this in defence of Geelong, who I also think are appalling. I have actually <laughs> received a letter of apology from the Geelong cheer squad really? on, on their letterhead. For a particular supporter. The cheer squad's letterhead or the, the cat's letterhead? On the, oh, I'm going to say, well, it must be the cheer squad letterhead. Cheer squad but it's letterhead. official. Done in crayon. Jo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that's, it was actually funny because I didn't at the time even remember what they were talking about. Mm. That's how bad they are. And that is on the back of the Dunny door, is it? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I've got another one too. Bulldogs. Up every week. Down at Ballarat. They're like, hey, Ed, we love you. How you going? <laughs> I was like, this is great. I'm, I'm standing in the gold school all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. so the You're welcome to come play for us. We <laughs> love you. Yeah. So they're the nicest. Yeah, I would say they're the nicest, yeah. <laughs> I, su- I suspect Gold Coast Suns fans are fairly nice as well, aren't they? Uh, well, when you can, they're well, who well, well, there's is. no supporters there. That when we go out there and play, it's all 
the opposition supporters. Oh, they're all Carlton yeah, fans. Carlton fans. <laughs> right, okay. Hey, just before we move on from Geelong, I, yes. had a, I had an Ola driver during the week. I went up to Sydney to do a gig and my Ola driver was a Cats fan. And it's an I expensive said, trip. So, sorry? Expensive trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the way to Sydney. I'm a man of the people. You get a discount with Ola. <laughs> uh, but he, he was a Cats fan and I said, man, how, how, how rough was the grand final last year? I mean, you stopped playing at halftime. And he goes, oh, I know why that happened. Because for the 2020 season, all players had to take a pay cut. And I went, yeah, they, they did. And he goes, yeah. So we only got 50% of our pay. We're only going to pay 50% of the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, speaking of a note, so you got an unexpected apology from the Geelong Cheer Squad. I did, yeah. I, got, I was doing some boundary riding for the EJ Witten game a few years ago. And Those All-Stars fans are feral. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Johnson flattened Acker on the ground. And it was a pretty big bump. And I must admit, I was looking at it thinking, oh, that's a bit ripe. This is an old teammate of his. But he really decked him and hurt Acker and he had a massive swollen lip. So I went up to interview Acker for the broadcast and he told me to piss off. You only want to laugh at me. Not interested in being a part of your stupid jokes, limo, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I kind of... And I just, honestly, I didn't think anything more of it. I just went, oh, fair enough. He's just got a punch in the head and he's not feeling too good. So I'll leave him alone. Anyway, the next day my phone rings. I don't recognise the number. It's bloody Acker. And he rang me to apologise for having a go at me on the boundary line. I was stunned, to be oh, honest. Stunned too. Shit. Was, is that they nice? Never nice. apologise. You've played. You've played in in what? those games. Which one? The EJ Witten game. Yeah. Yep. Is it just a massive <laughs> drink up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, my first EJ. Uh, what was it? Oh nine was my first EJ Witten game and. We played at uh, Eddie Hat and they take you to the casino afterwards and that. And I was drinking with one of my idols, uh, Tony Modra and Mark Rashuda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep up there. So big mods. I used to love that high hanger and um, he was the king of it. He was the best. So we, after the game, I think we finished at about 10 o'clock. I got home, this is true, I got home at 7.30 the next morning. <laughs> and he was still there. Oh, and I yeah. left room, he was in his red jocks, out cold. <laughs> On his bed at the casino, I said, I've had enough. I tapped out and Mod's going, no, I'm kicking on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eddie, when you played AFLX, what, who were the worst fans? Was it the, the Flyers? Was it, <laughs> they were the Rampage. The Rampage, Rampage was the Rampage. worst. Because ah. hey, of you, I was a deadly fan. Yeah, <laughs> the Rampage, they were, they were brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was just another piss up again. <laughs> One of the, who had the crown? <laughs> One of the great marketing wins of all time. Uh, all right, quickly, Gold Coast Suns, who knew that they were going to beat Sydney Battle by 40 of the tip points. ruiners, this game. Uh, indeed. Sydney and Gold Coast have just ruined everyone's tips. It was, uh, yeah, hey, Suns have got, Suns are good. Suns have been underperforming, but they've showed how good they can be. They play Collingwood this week at the MCG. How good would it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked off the pies. <laughs> it's not good to get... Gold Coast Suns have beaten Hawthorne at the MCG. It was the first game I ever took my son to. Oh, yeah. Who you met earlier here. Yeah, now, for those who don't listen to the podcast uh, regularly, Limo's son has been to how many Hawthorne matches? Seven. Seven Hawthorne matches. Zero and seven. So we've lost uh, them all. We're all chipping in. We're getting him a lifetime membership. Uh, <laughs> 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 every week. <laughs> Just not working out. Uh, all right, we've only got a few minutes left, so let's quickly zip through these. Uh, Carlton and Brisbane yesterday, Eddie. I felt like you guys were in it for most of the game. Yeah, yesterday we, we let ourselves down. You know, we're not we're not kicking straight. Uh, our skills. Uh, we we did work on a lot last week. We know our skills were horrible. Against Port Adelaide, and so we worked on our first gives. And you know, last night we we decided we wanted to do that. Uh, Look at this. Oh, they won. Hawthorne. 
In front? They're in front. What? Okay. what Let's just put it on and watch that. There's what? They're How in many front. minutes to go? Two points. Oh my Hang god. So what? Look, now, look, watch the battle straight. inside Anthony Lehman here because he wants them to win, but he wants a draw. What pick. about All that? right, guys, we've got to run. This is so hard. I'm just looking at yesterday. Look at money today. I'm actually going for Hawthorne. Oh. Are you going for Hawthorne? I'm going for Hawthorne. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I like to hear. Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah, say that... That is the, unbelievable. You say that the Blues uh, kicked inaccurately yesterday. I think that's unfair. Liam uh, St- Stocker kicked <laughs> an amazing goal. <laughs> the wrong uh, way. From the, yeah, sadly, it was... Three the lion's end, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, Chelsea. What do you what do you do? Has that ever happened whilst you're? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who, but uh, do you, what do you do? It, you just give it a rushed. I'm gonna say it takes you by surprise. You got to really think about it because <laughs> <laughs> it went in post height. But everyone cheered. Everyone cheered. It's a goal. <laughs> that's that's the one where you do risk ending your career as a goal umpire. <laughs> yes. You should just yeah. have a joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mount Michael did it once. He kicked it from about 25 right. metres out on a side way. Just one way, yeah, for the opposition. Are you ever tempted to do a sarcastic two-hand? Nah, just one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> maybe for my last game. <laughs> I've seen cricket umpires do that. There's an appeal and they go and then rub their nose yeah. and yeah. then put, the, put their hand back <laughs> down. Ah, uh, bye. Yeah. Um, so we have lost Lima. He's just watching the footage. Because it's right two points. You know what else? But Lima, there's, there's one a guy over there watching it. Uh, can you just yell out when the? How long to go? Two minutes thirty. Still two points. We'll put it on KO while we're talking. Hey, we set up now. Eddie's getting KO. We'll go KO on. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, get that happening. All right, we've lost five goals. Can I just? Can I just say? I'm doubly annoyed because we're winning, which is going to take us away from a high draft pick. <laughs> second thing is, I just took Kaczynski out of my super coach team and he's kicked five! Going for six. Regular list. Oh, he's going for six. six. This is the better Kaczynski. Oh. This hey, is for eight. This is for an eight point Eddie, post, post footy career. Commentator, go. Call it. Oh, yeah. Kaczynski, line it up. Here we go. It looks good. Looks great. It's uh, to oh, the right it's across the face. <laughs> a handy point. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and what are the other games? We've spoken about Melbourne, Richmond, and uh, Frio knocking off North Melbourne in front of no, oh, in front of no people. Oh yeah, and now how much did, did Twitter just explode when they announced that Frio and North would have no fans of everyone doing the same joke of oh, no, no one's gonna notice Damn it. <laughs> Can we get North Melbourne adventure? Tell me this as Melbourneians, would you like Perth to be locked down for longer? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. They can build a wall around that joke. Oh, I say snip off Western Australia and kick it out in the yeah. Indian Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lemo, when, when the footy show got axed, I'm sorry to bring up oh, bad memories. Oh, right, that's right, yeah. Brad memories, but, you know, because the ratings were, were so low, do you then watch a game like North Melbourne and Frio and just imagine the ratings they have and just go, we could have been done a few more episodes? <laughs> we would we would have beaten that, surely. There's a minute to go, Lemo. Yeah, right. And we have got the ball, they're going forward. Crows, all right, Eddie's calling <laughs> the final moments of this game. Here we go, it's... The crowd's actually watching their phones also. Oh, it's a free kick to... Who's oh. that? Ben Keys. This okay, gets it. Ben Keys have a lap to... I don't know who that kid is, but he kicks it in. Here he goes. To Tex Walker! He's... Oh! He he's, no, he's got a mark. So, yeah, just, just, just kick it out. Both will move it out Here of the Here we go, that final mark. There's 41 seconds to go. They've just got to find another mark. CJ! CJ's got the ball. So if go. you are listening to the podcast oh, later in the week and you know the result, just cue up hold the ball. 31 seconds ago. Two minutes left in the final. There he goes long down the line. We need a big contest here for Madeleine. I have to put my they glasses on. They need a mark. On. Here oh, we go, lucky 
Marshall's on. Tommy Dude takes the mark. They're going to go back in with 21 seconds. Oh, Tech Wingard tackles holding the ball. Oh. Game over. Lou Bruce has got it running down. Just kick for territory. Oh, he's yeah, too far. Yeah, it's going to be game. 10 seconds to go. The ball's going to dribble out of bounds in the left pocket. Hawthorne end. There's someone Four seconds to go. Well done, Hawthorne. That's a huge win. Hey, hey, guys, uh, um, you've been really insensitive. There's someone over there on their phone, but they're with Vodafone, and so they're still on three-quarter time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, we were at the Gold Coast, right, and Sadie's sitting on a bus, and it, and it was Lockie Fogarty as well, and they're like, my phone's not working. I'm like, yeah, mine's. I'm, I'm Telstra, yeah, what are you? I'm Vodafone. I'm like, what the fuck are you on Vodafone for? <laughs> <laughs> we're sponsored by Telstra. <laughs> 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 they're both on Vodafone. <laughs> It's a very good point. Uh, and an appropriate time to uh, wrap it up there because we'll get the formality started on the big screen in just oh, a yes. second. It is ten past three. Uh, and the game's going to start in just a moment. So, Chelsea Roppy, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, ben Dixon, thank you very much. Eddie Betts, thank you. And uh, we'll be back at quarter time and half time and three quarter time. Well, yeah, no, we're going to be, gonna be, will be showing yeah. the, We're going to be showing the games. We're going to be uh, heckling. Uh, you guys are very welcome to stay and heckle and practice your commentary as well and also um, for those listening on the podcast the next thing that you hear will be the halftime comedy debate that it's worse to be a Saints fan than a Demons fan <laughs> there it is coming uh, up so now anyway uh, we'll get the game happening up here now I guess right. uh, enjoy give it up for I'm these not... guys and uh, thank you it's uh, refreshing yet uh, displeasing to the eye somebody has run out on the field some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds, unbelievable. They wouldn't say die. That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. All right, friends, it is halftime here at the Anzac Day. They came to play spectacular. You feel it good? <laughs> Bombers up by a goal. It is very tense in here, but, uh, you know, we are all just acknowledging that the match between Collingwood and Essendon is really just foreplay for the ultimate comedy debate that is about to take place. And uh, really, uh, it's an absolute honour for me. To, oh, before, you introduce, before you introduce our mediator... It's worth noting that if this goes well, it could actually be halftime entertainment at this year's grand final. So, <laughs> um, so how you respond to this is very important. We'll send the audio to Gil, and who knows? Yeah. Who knows? If uh, Bruce Springsteen isn't available, it could be us. Yeah. It won't be worse than meatloaf. <laughs> Regardless. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, we need, you need a moderator here, someone to, to keep the peace, a ringmaster, if you will, uh, former host of the Beat Test. Who else would you want? Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Thornton! Oh, there we go. Thank you, guys. Pull one out for the Beat Test, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, well uh, thank you. Um, I'm surprised people reacted to that, if I've got to be honest. They're like, oh, sure. Um... Guys, before we do kick off, I want to give, just give a thanks to the Comics Lounge, obviously, for putting all this on as well. They've done an amazing job. Good stuff. It makes you wonder at the Comics Lounge, do they sell drinks? You betcha, because they are the biggest fucking toilet signs you have ever seen. Just drunken people. Who the fuck's the men's? Mate, it's your size. Like, it is... 
is dead set the same size as you. So, guys, I, I've worn my high-vis yellow to make sure I'm a Judy. Yes, I saw that as well. I look like the LD version of you. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is horrendous. But uh, I'm prepared for this heavily because uh, Danny let me know three minutes ago that I was hosting this, which is good. Uh, and I do have uh, the debate here on my phone. Ah, right. In a very Australian way too, we're not working with who's better, we're working with who's it worse to be a fan of, the Saints or the Demons, which... Saints! <laughs> 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 and we're off! Right. Well, uh, battling for the Saints, we do have Paul Collegia, lifetime Saints fan. He's... <laughs> An amazing comic. Uh, he, he's he's going to be teamed up with Alimo, obviously. Yeah. A Hawks fan. Fucking whatever. And uh, I'm fighting for the demons. We've got over there Broden Kelly from RTT. Look at him. He's up and about from last night. And of course, the man with the best homemade T-shirt going around, Danny McGinley. That is amazing, and Danny will be fine. Now, Danny, I didn't ask who's going to go first in this. Oh, that's right. We're going to toss the coin. Chelsea, should you be part of this, or should you? Do you have a coin on you? Are we going to flip a debit card? What's going to go on? Oh, we've got it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, get to do it. You'll get it back. Oh, do you? This does feel very Anzac Day, if I've got to be honest. Okay, so. Uh, Khalees, you look like the most distraught man here. You deserve to pick it and have the responsibility on your shoulders. I've got this. Um, heads. He's going to go with heads. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. It's what Hiddleston is! <laughs> well, I guess... That's a losing start. There you go. So we go first here, uh, opening uh, proceedings. So you've got two minutes, uh, Broden. Uh, when you get to uh, two minutes, Dave will let us know with... Uh, normally they ding a bell or something. What are you going to do, Dave? We <laughs> my, my iPhone alarm's going to go off. <laughs> let it not be said money has been spent on this bad boy. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, opening debate uh, of that it is worse to be a Demons fan than a Saints fan from Netflix's Auntie Donna, Broden Kelly! Well, I was when I wrote this list the other day. I thought this is a good argument. There's a good argument that we are the worst team to support. But we're six, so so fuck that. <laughs> we have the longest premiership drought, which is awful, obviously. But fuck that, because we're six, so you cunt. <laughs> uh, Melbourne fans are the worst, so that is true. We have more four corners exposés about our fans and their conduct at their private schools than finals appearances. <laughs> But that doesn't matter because we're 6-0! <laughs> uh, so in, uh, when we got to our first finals in 2017, I want to say, uh, I decided with a good friend of mine, Titus O'Reilly, that we would go to the game. And so I booked a flight, it was very expensive, uh, got up at 6 in the morning, went to the airport, flew over on the day, landed there, got there just in time for the bounce, it happened, and then it was the three hours of the worst, uh, of three worst hours of my life. I uh, went back to the airport, got home, was back in bed at 1am and uh, Melbourne FC ruined my life. But we're 6 so it doesn't matter! Uh, New Balance is our sponsor and they it sucks. They During COVID, they just fucking suck. 
their shoes are awful. And, uh, and I bought some during COVID because they're like, hey, it's been a hard year. Uh, sponsors are giving you 80 bucks off shoes. And I put them on and they suck. Uh, but it doesn't matter because it's 6-0. And uh, uh, we never get to play at beautiful Marvel Stadium. Uh, so he's... My opponent is going to talk about Christian Petrarca, my friends. Uh, but I'm going to talk about... <laughs> but I'm going to talk about Tom Scully and Jack Trengove and the wonderful number three draft pick, Dustin Martin. Uh, we fucked that up, but we're 6 so it doesn't matter. Next one, Jack Watts. That's exactly right. Uh, and we've won... Oh, all right, thank you. Thanks everyone, we're 6 so go Dees. I'm so glad Jack Watts didn't get another boot. Jack Watts, uh, that was some good work, mate. Yeah, you don't quite often hear other fans talking about exposés that they might have been brought in. A Collingwood fan going, fuck, I'm in another fucking exposés. Fucking bullshit. Um, now, Khalees, we've got two minutes yet again, my friend. Your, your time starts now. Uh, hi, everyone, I'm Paul Kalija. I'm a uh, St Kilda supporter. That was tough to get out, that was full, that, that hurt. My tragic journey began when I was born. Uh, my father's an Essen supporter, he uh, bought a house in Frankston, and so when I was born, he decided in his infinite wisdom that I was going to be a St Kilda supporter. So I was cursed before I left hospital, guys. Like, kids that are born in prison have a better start to life than I fucking did. That was one of many bad decisions my father made, obviously. Uh, moving to Frankston was the first one, that was terrible. He bought a beta video recorder, he would have done that. Invested all his money in Telstra shares, idiot. He slept with a heroin addicted stripper, that's another story altogether, but we'll get to that. But the point I'm trying to make is I never thought I'd meet a worse decision maker than my father, but I did, and that was the St Kilda Football Club, folks. And it's very appropriate that I'm here on Anzac Day talking about it because St Kilda, in their infinite wisdom, decided a few years ago, let's play an Anzac Day game in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> lasted two, it, lasted, it lasted two years. That was all. Idiots. So St Kilda have gone, here's an idea. You know what Collingwood and Essendon are doing? Let's do a really, really shit version of that in another country. <laughs> Not even New Zealanders turned up, right? And they've got nothing to do other than make really shit sound blonde. That's all they do. Our New Zealand game made the China game look like a blockbuster. <laughs> Even New Zealand were embarrassed. They actually thought about pulling out of the Anzac Alliance, that's how bad. <laughs> so St Kilda haven't just ruined their supporters, right? they nearly ruined Anzac Day. That's how bad we are. Bryden mentioned draft picks. Our history is littered with fucking bad draft picks. Like 2001, the Super Draft. Luke Hodge, number one, Hawthorne, take him. But champion, right? Premiership captain. Legend of the game. We've got pick two. Two minutes, please. I'll be, I'll, I'll be quick. <laughs> pick two. Yeah, fucking Luke Ball. Yeah. Serviceable player. Pick three, Chris Judd, West Coast take Chris Judd. Missed out on Chris Judd. 2013, pick three. Let's take Jake Billings. He's a, Jack Billings, he's all right, you know, serviceable player. Pick four, m fucking, what's his name? Bonson Pally goes to Bulldogs. 2014, we've got pick number one. Pick number one. I'm excited, they're talking about this kid, this kid's going to be the best player ever, he'll take a team to a premiership, that kid's name, Christian Petrarca. Yeah. We take Paddy McCartan. 
Some guy likes to run around and bump into the back of people's shoulders and knock himself out. Melbourne make the grand final, they're six and eight. Petrarca was best player last night, I was there. When Melbourne in the grand final, there'll be a news story about a sniper on the roof at the MCG. That'll be fucking me. Thank you, Paul Kalita. All right, now, this is uh, the final? The final, final speaker, yeah. The final speaker. For the... Uh, for the of the two-handed debate, yeah. <laughs> That's it. For a man who doesn't go for the demons, here he is, Danny McGinley. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. You are 6-0. Who else is 6-0? Oh, the dogs! rematch, it's going to be great. Um, Look, uh, yes, today I am supporting the Demons. And therefore, uh, like anyone who supports the Demons, I should be aware that Lifeline is 13, 11, 14. (laughs) It is is way worse to go for Melbourne than St Kilda. Because if you say to people, I go for St Kilda, they say to you, ah, I like the Saints. Oh, they, hey, I love St Kilda, I love the beach, I love the backpackers. Oh, you're a plucky little team with a great rock and roll attitude. I love the Saints. When you say to people you go for the demons, no one ever says I like the demons. They just awkwardly pivot the conversation to see whether you went to Scotch or Xavier. Demons in my lifetime have made two grand finals. And in that time, they lost, They had the record for the worst ever defeat in a grand final, 1988. Hawthorne lost by 96 points. And then they came up against the Bombers in 2000. This is the only time Demons are allowed to make grand finals when they're facing an unstoppable force. Hence, you're going to play the Bulldogs this year. So, yes. <laughs> And they, and they got thumped by the bonus. St Kilda at least gets to be ahead at three-quarter time in some grand finals. And then choke in hilarious ways. <laughs> Melbourne never get that. They have such a terrible time and their fans, have, they, they, they are the angriest fans because they have come from a place of privilege. <laughs> And, you know, they're expe- they've grown up in a place where they can just say the word and nanny will bring them scones. <laughs> and when the umpire doesn't give them that service, they lose their minds! <laughs> so it is far worse to be a Melbourne fan, my friends, because global warming will destroy the snowfields very quickly. <laughs> and they will have nowhere else to go. <laughs> St Kilda at least have the plucky attitude enough to have lost games on four, in four different countries. Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. Congratulations. I feel sorry for you. Go Dees. <laughs> All, right. All right, here we go. And now we are finishing out to see who really is the shitters here. Uh, this is the strangest debate I will concede that I've been a part of. Anthony Lehman. Uh, thank you. And I hate to make it about Hawthorne, but the 2006 draft, we took Mitch Thorpe at number six and Joel Selwood went at number seven. So, yeah. <laughs> so, is it worse to be a St Kilda fan? It is a statistical fact, for starters. If you're interested in facts, it's a statistical fact. St Kilda languishing wherever they are. D's, as Broden pointed out, six and oh. Uh, Melbourne, how many flags? Yeah, trophy cabinet full. You know what happens down at St Kilda? There's one trophy, and then all the other little gaps, they look and say things like, oh, just if the ball would bounce the other way for Milne. <laughs> just if Heath Shaw hadn't smothered that. <laughs> just if Darren Jarman did. We'd have one there. That's all they've got. They've got nothing. And the only, po- the only picture of St Kilda winning a premiership, their captain, Daryl Bulldog, is holding, holding a trophy up, wearing a bloody Collingwood jumper! What a disgrace! 
stressful moment for that football club. Minor premiers in 1997, stuffed it up. Minor premiers in 2009, stuffed it up. 2010, Danny, you say the worst grand final loss was Melbourne. The worst grand final loss was St Kilda. A bloody draw followed by a loss to Collingwood. It doesn't get worse than that. That is a disgrace. And not only that, but he, in 2009, did Meatloaf... Oh, no, that was 2011. All right, forget the Meatloaf argument. Um, and their song, get a load of this, the St Kilda song. They don't say their name for starters, but then again, neither do Melbourne. The only two clubs that don't say their full name in the song. Here's the meaning of the song, Saints Go Marching In. Are you ready for this, shit? This is that club song. This song is apocalyptic. <laughs> taking much of its imagery from the book of Revelation. It is a funeral song. That is, their club song is a funeral, the St Kilda song is a funeral song, that sucks. At least the Melbourne song is a celebration, celebratory song. Uh, so there's that as well. And aside from that, it's just a statistical fact. They've won one premiership. They've got nothing to lean on. That's two minutes. That's all I need. Uh, Demon's song is celebrating American imperialism. Correct. <laughs> what a celebration. Uh, uh, so I think clearly it's better to be a Melbourne fan than a St Kilda fan. Uh, Dave Thornton. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Anthony Lehman. Good stuff. Um, a shout out to Thorno too for uh, just going out, in, going out in sympathy for Kickbird. Uh, Big Bird was stolen this week from Benitham Park in Adelaide and returned, thankfully. Cunt had it coming, didn't he? Um, what was that, man? Yeah, fucking A. I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, now, guys. Before we go to the voting system, it needs a little bit of context. Paul Collegia has a show called Wine Bluffs, which is very funny, where he and Damien Callan, if you know him, very talented comedian, uh, you kind of take the mockery out of, you know, like wine reviewers. That's when he kicked the teeth into uh, New Zealand savvy Blanc. <laughs> it was funny because I was looking around and everyone going, oh, yeah, sure, okay, I guess, you know. <laughs> which was quite good. Uh, I don't know if anyone else felt the pang. If you could see the real supporters and the guys that jumped in at the back, it felt like cultural reappropriation. <laughs> like, like some white guy saying the N-word and everyone going, I don't feel good about this at all. Just two guys going, your clubs are shit, but we're doing all right. So that felt a bit rough, a bit meh, in the back of the, back of the mouth. But, guys, now we need to find out who is the best at being shit. Uh, and the only way we can find out is from you guys via round of applause. So, uh, for Team Demons, if you think they're a worse club, could you give them a round of applause? Not bad, not bad. Or if you think it's the Saints, do you think the Saints? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, another wooden spoon in the cabinet for the It's one of the strangest things I've ever been a part of. 